In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... Betches Moms, with hosts Aileen Drexler and Brittany Levine. Get ready to lock yourself in the bathroom or wherever else you hide from your kids because you'll literally never be alone again. Hello, welcome back to Betches Moms, the podcast. I'm Aileen. I'm Brittany. Hey, Brittany. What's up? How are you feeling? (laughs) Um, You know, I'm feeling pretty well. I wasn't feeling great yesterday, but today I'm having a good day. No. How are you feeling? Um, I'm also feeling okay today. Two days ago, I was not feeling great, but we can get into all of that. Um, Just want to remind you guys, since this is our second episode, if you did not listen to the first episode your loss because we interviewed Rachel Bilson. Um, I'm Eileen Drexler, CEO, co-founder of Betches, and I am newly pregnant, my first kid, 16-ish weeks. Um, and if you listen to Diet Starts Tomorrow, you probably already know me, but this is our new podcast and I'm really excited to be here. And I'm Brittany Levine and I'm the art director at Betches and I also run the Betches Mom Instagram account and I'm currently 26 weeks pregnant with my second. And I have a, a little older than two and a half year old son named Oliver. And he's so cute, by the way. I know I'm going to tell you that every single episode. <laughs> <laughs> he like, although you posted or you sent me or you posted a photo of him and he literally looked like he was just walking into high school. Like he was, the way you dress him is so cute. He's such, he's a cool kid. <laughs> he has this attitude where I'm just like, how are you? You're not even three, but you talk to me like a teenager. <laughs> the other day I was like, how about we go outside? He goes, how about no? I'm like, <laughs> who taught you that? And why are you talking to me like that? I didn't know this happens yet. What do you, what, ha- what do you do? Like, how do you find out where he, like probably school? Probably school. Is it called school? Yeah. I'm, well, he's in daycare full time, but we call yeah. it school because it really, they have a full curriculum. It really feels like a school. It's not, I don't really drop him off and he's, I mean, yeah, he's playing all day, but it, it, let's call it school. Okay. So I feel like he picks up on things really quickly that uh, Noah, my husband and I are talking about. He has older cousins and um, I just think he's so, like, he's like a sponge and he just picks up on everything. Right. He's so funny. And my husband's very funny. And I really think he got that gene from him because he did not get that from me. He's super yeah. quick. And um, I see it. It's it's really fun. That must be like somewhat entertaining, though, even though you're just like you're talking to me like that. But like, also, I can't not laugh. I, I have to laugh. It's so bad. There are definitely times. He, and he said fuck for the first time <laughs> the other <gasps> night at dinner. He said fuck. And I had to turn away. And I don't know if you saw I posted a Kristen Bell video yes. on at Betch's Moms, where Dax was teaching their kids about the about bad words, and she was trying so hard not to laugh. That was me. 
That's what That's was going so on. funny. My parents once told me that like when I was really, really little, they were watching The Sopranos. No surprise here why I love The Sopranos. Um, <laughs> they were watching The Sopranos. I was just like, all of a sudden, I just go, fuck, 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 fuckity fuck. And my parents just start, they told me they were like, just start bursting out laughing. And like, obviously I like to get a laugh. So I just kept yeah. going. Um, but I'm just That's waiting great. for the day that happens. Cause I can't, I can imagine that's so funny. It it is. Since we're talking about like embarrassing stuff, kind of embarrassing, should we do our embarrassing story of the week? Let's do that. So each week we're going to share at least one embarrassing moment from either a listener or maybe one of our own if something like ridiculous, something really ridiculous happens to us, but we're definitely going to need help from you guys, so please send us your embarrassing stories moms at betches.com or DM us at betches moms on Instagram. If you don't already follow us, it's time to follow because Brittany does an amazing job on there. She is just killer at finding and creating that good mom content. Thanks, Um, Amy. So (laughs) also speaking of embarrassing stories, um, I think you should go first because you have a pretty good story that happened actually before you got pregnant. Before I got pregnant, right. Um, It's embarrassing to... (laughs) Yes, it was embarrassing. It was really embarrassing for me in the moment. Okay, so basically, I was trying to conceive. It was last year, and um, my mom's an OBGYN. Well, she's now a GYN. She retired from OB a couple years ago, but she's an OBGYN. My whole life, I grew up seeing pictures of like laparoscopic surgeries of uteruses all over my house. That was just like a normal day for me. My mom was always on call. It was pretty crazy. So, but I really trust her. She is a really good doctor. And so we were trying to conceive. It was a few months and I wasn't like telling my mom that that was happening, but she could probably like sense it. So one day I'm over her house and it's just the two of us and we're sitting, we just had dinner and we're just hanging out. And she, she like could sense I wanted to ask her a question. And so she sort of kind of like pushed me a little and she was like brought up babies. And I was like, well, now that you've asked, um, I'm like, so what's the deal with like ovulating? (laughs) Even though I knew the deal, like I just kind of played dumb because even no matter how old you are, like I'm 31, like I still feel uncomfortable talking about sex with my mom. Like I know you're not a prude, but like I will not talk to my mom about sex. I draw the line. No, I draw the line there. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. So, but my mom loves to sort of like push the, she's always like, oh, you know, me, my mom's um, dating. She has a boyfriend now, but before she's always like my friend and I are having, I'm like, please. (laughs) She's always like my friend. Um, But anyway, so she, she's more comfortable than me because she's like, this is her profession, whatever. She talks about it all the time. And so I'm like, what's the deal with ovulation? And she's like, well, what do you mean? (laughs) And I'm like, well, I guess I just kind of want to know, is it very, you know, scheduled? Is it, is it predictable? Like, how does it work if say someone were trying to get pregnant? Asking for a friend, (laughs) asking for a friend. And I have asked her so many questions for friends, like throughout my whole life, like always birth control questions or when a friend got pregnant, like about plan B and all that stuff. So I'm like, this time I'm really asking for myself. And she's like, well, you know, you ha- you should be having sexual intercourse on days. So she asked me about my cycle and all of that, how regular it is. And she's like, you should be having sex on days 12, 14, and 16. I was like, 
uh-huh. So I was just like, I got out my app and I was like, okay, I think that's what I'm doing sort of. And she was like, and then she explained like why it's not really that predictable. You know, you got to catch the egg. And I'm like, uh-huh. Okay. And she's like, and, um, you should really tell Rusty not to jerk off. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah. Like, okay. I'll, <laughs> so I took out my, I took out my notes app. Literally I'm sitting there with my notes app, like tell J- Rusty, my husband, Rusty, do not jerk off. And she was like, I'm like, why? And she's like, well, you know, you need to, they need to build up their sperm. And I was like, okay. So I go back to my notes app and I'm like, don't jerk build. <laughs> that is the best story ever. And I have this note in my phone still to this day. The, the title is 12, 14, 16. It says don't jerk build. You need to print that and frame it. Uh-huh. It's so good. And then, so meanwhile, I'm like, thanks for this info, mom. Like, let's never talk about this again. And then like, I text Rusty. I'm like, I have great info. <laughs> so this- when you told Rusty where you're like, so listen, I had a nice conversation with my mom. Yeah. This is, <laughs> this is what she wants you to know. This is what she wants you to know. She's like, oh, that's, he's like, that's hilarious. And then just like keeps going with, uh, with his day. But um, to her benefit, I had got pregnant that month. <laughs> So it worked. And um, thank you, mom. I appreciate it. <laughs> so does your mom feel like she kind of like helped with that? Is she like, you're welcome? Um, kind of funny story. She, when I told her, it was like the first night of Hanukkah. And she was like, I have one wish. Can I do your first scan? <laughs> and I was, I was like, I was like, I was like, this is going to be so uncomfortable, but I said the first scan is internal. Yeah. Transvaginal. Thank you. And and I said, okay, because I feel like it was like, I can't, you can't get back that moment. And, Mm -hmm. and I said to her, I'm like, is it gonna be awkward? And she's like, "Mm, it won't maybe for you, but for me, no. So don't worry. (laughs) So was it awkward? What did it feel like? What was going through your head? (laughs) I went there and I was like, I got undressed and she was like so excited. It was, I was excited. And she, um, I was just like, she she was like, okay, now put your legs on the thing. And I'm like, do I have to? (laughs) And she was like, yes. And I was like, okay, just don't look. (laughs) She's like, okay. Like winking at me. Like I won't look. And it was fine. It was great. It was a nice moment. We took a picture on the day like that. Everything was okay because I actually had to go twice and I'll save that story for another time. But it was it was nice. But that was my embarrassing as fuck story of the week. Thank you very much. (laughs) That's amazing. But that's so nice that you got to have that moment with her, because obviously that's not something that most people could experience. And while like it sounds like it would be super embarrassing, it it wasn't. And it's you got to really experience that with your mom, which is so nice. Yeah, for sure. That yeah, that part. It's like one of those things you're just like embarrassing is like it's just how you just how you go into a feeling it like I could have been so embarrassed during that conversation. But I was just like, you know, this could be a great learning moment. So I just took out my notes app and I was like, "Uh uh-huh. Tell me more. Yeah. (laughs) How often can he not jerk off? (laughs) 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 What's the schedule? Thanks, mom. So that's it for this week's embarrassing story of the week. If you'd like to send in yours, 
email moms at betches.com or DM us, me, at Betches Moms on Instagram. You'll be talking to me. <laughs> or just DM me. So if you follow us on Betches Moms, you'll know that we have a segment called what the fuck did you say? And it's all about the shit that your kids say that you're kind of just like, what the fuck? And it's hysterical because we have no idea where these things come from. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about these things on the podcast. So keep submitting them when we post them on stories and maybe you'll hear yours on the podcast. So this week we compiled a bunch of submissions that I'm going to read off to Aileen, and she has actually never heard these before. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. So we're just going to pick a few. And instead of just picking a winner, Aileen's going to decide which she would least like to deal with her child saying to her. Like, (laughs) no, like why she would like never want to deal with having to explain something like this to her kid or why they're (laughs) even saying it. Right. Okay. So it's like funny, but also like, please, never, please. I just, I don't want to have to deal with this question or yeah. whatever you say. Okay. I'm ready. I'm yes. Ready. So this week is all about boob talk. We got a lot of submissions about boobs. I don't know why kids are obsessed with boobs. I mean, I get it. Like why they're obsessed with boobs. That's their like food supply for, for a while. Totally. Totally. <laughs> or at least for, for some women. Um, Okay, I'm ready. Boob talk. Okay. Let's give it to me. Mama got old boobs. <laughs> okay. I don't know what qualifies as old boobs is what I, and how do they yeah. know what new boobs are and what old old boobs are? Like what yeah, like maybe like maybe you know how like sometimes your boobs might get like deflated. It's maybe maybe the ba- the kid like equated that <laughs> with that. <laughs> I don't know. Long, <laughs> long boobs. <gasps> Mommy, my boobs are up high and yours are down low. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, and then you're pretty and your boobies are pretty too. Oh, that's Which nice. Is, that's a really nice compliment. Yeah. Okay. I want that one. I know. Okay. Those are good. So who, what, what do I not want to deal with? Okay. Definitely. Mama's got old boobs. <laughs> like I just, I don't need that kind of criticism in my life <laughs> at any point. Um, I'll take that they're down low because it is what it is. And the other one's just like a really sweet compliment. So mama's got old boobs. I'll just, I'll throw that one out, please. Thank you. <laughs> I have to agree with that because, again, like back to our the beginning of our conversation, how like what? Qua- why are you telling me I have old boobs? Are you telling me I'm old? Because I'm yeah, not like, that old. Where did you see a new young boob right. <laughs> to compare and give right. that qualifier of old? Like, please, I need your source. <laughs> yes. Let's not deal with that. Also, you're just going to have to be like, oh, that's not nice. Like, do you say do you have to say that's not nice or what? Like, do you use it as a teaching lesson? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm torn because then are you saying is being old a bad thing? I feel like this is something maybe we like bring back up when we have a a psychiatrist on here and they could really like help us figure figure it out. Like figure out how to parent. (laughs) Yeah. Like just tell me, tell me what to do. Speaking of wait, how to figure out how to parent, just I have a question. Yes. For me doing research. Um, 
how do you know how to parent? <laughs> like, how do you know? Like, I'm not that, I'm not freaking out yet, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I've just found out that um, it's, I have a girl, I'm having a girl. Congratulations. Is, thank you. Um, and like, I'm, while I'm, I'm, ex- I'm getting excited, but then the other side of me, the back of my mind is like fear, fear, fear. And so like my biggest thing is like, how do you know that you're sort of doing it in the right way? Did you read? <laughs> I wasn't really the type of person to read books, but I'm constantly reading articles constantly. And okay. um, I feel like when I was pregnant, I wasn't I didn't really think about the parenting aspect of it. I was okay. more focused on the newborn side of it. Like, oh my God, I'm not going to sleep. How do you, how do you right. sleep train a baby? Um, but now, like, especially that I'm in these terrible two, two stages, I find there are amazing resources on Instagram. Um, I love following at Mo Mommies, at Dr. Becky at Home, and there's plenty of other people. And I find they have really amazing tactics that, you could apply to certain situations. And I'm constantly just sending them to Noah, which by the way, he told me the other day that he doesn't actually read them. And I got (laughs) so mad at him. I'm like, so when I'm doing like these crazy parenting tactics, you're like, what the F are you doing? Like you have no idea where they're coming from. He's like, I just think you're being nuts. What's a crazy parent? Like what's the craziest or quote unquote craziest parenting tactic that you've done? I don't think necessarily like crazy, but you know, a big thing that um, I, I follow from a lot of these um, teachers and, and therapists um, and psychologists are um, not not putting your kids in time out, not yelling at them and letting them have big feelings. So mm-hmm. Noah is always like, Oliver's having some big feelings because that's <laughs> what I always say to him. Like, are you having big feelings right now? And now Oliver like knows all about it all about it this morning. He was like, yes, I'm sad. I'm like, why are you sad? He's like, because the iPad, because he wanted (laughs) his iPad. I'm like, I know you're sad because of your iPad. So it's, it's all about, um, letting them have their feelings. Whereas a, a lot of, um, studies show that maybe we all have anxiety, like our generation all has anxiety because we were never allowed to feel our feelings. Interesting. So I feel like that's a huge takeaway that I've taken from a lot of the readings that I've done. Interesting. So I don't have to sweat it yet. Focus no. on the newborn stuff. So like up to what, six months, you think? Like zero to six? <laughs> um, yeah, I think you should just focus on zero to six months right now. Maybe even okay. like up, even a little bit more than that. Um, the first year. Worry about okay. the first year right now. And because when they're newborns, they're different every single month. They're, you're in a constant change of things. Like you think you've nailed one thing down and they're learning something new. Should we jump into a Dear Betches Moms? We obviously are going to answer questions throughout this podcast. So email us moms at betches.com to get your question answered. Um, All right, Brittany, you want to read this one? I do. So we had this one come in and I will read it. Dear Betches Moms, saw a recent post on your Instagram about pregnancy and thought I'd send a question your way. I'm about 10 weeks along with my second pregnancy, but the OBGYN I used for my first is no longer in the area. She was amazing, by the way. Miss her. I have been going to a new OB that was recommended by a friend, but I just don't vibe with him. 
First of all, he has absolutely no bedside manner whatsoever. Second, he's impossible to get in touch with and his answers always feel dismissive. And third, I don't even feel like I want him to be there during labor just because I get the feeling he'd ruin the moment with his attitude. I'm thinking about switching to someone new, but I don't know if it's wise to change doctors midstream. Is this ever done anyway? My question is, how do you know that your OBGYN is right for you? Is it okay to switch after you're pregnant? And how did you know you felt comfortable with your doctor? Sincerely confused, Dr. Betch. Um, okay. So this question is actually pretty funny because if anybody listened to the episode on Diet Star Smart that I did when I shared that I was pregnant, I think the episode is called what are, the one where Aileen says she's pregnant or something. Yeah. yeah like the friends. one where Aileen's pregnant. Yeah. I shared the story of like my OBGYN journey. Um, I think that first of all, it is okay to change your doctor, right, Brittany? Yeah, I agree. I think that you need to be comfortable and that's what matters. Yeah. It's it's a it's a hard thing. There's like not every lot there's a lot of really good doctors out there. That doesn't mean that they all have the best bedside manner. That doesn't mean they're the most personable. They could be really smart and really good mm-hmm. surgeons because the thing is about OBGYNs is that they are surgeons. And not all of them are just like soft, warm and cuddly, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um but you do have to feel comfortable when you ask them questions. You can't feel like you're afraid to ask them questions because they'll judge you or rush out of the room. Um, do you have you had any like weird experiences with your OBG one or you, have you been going to the same person? Um, I've actually been going to the same doctor since I'm 15 years old, um, wow. which I know your is pediatrician. Not, <laughs> it's my pediatrician, <laughs> which I know is not typical. Um, he's delivered all my nephews. My mom goes to him. It's a family affair. Um, but for what, when I lived in the city, I did go to a different OBGYN and she had steered me in the wrong direction for a couple of things where I felt inclined to go back to my old doctor. And I was like, you know what? I'm not comfortable. I'm going to travel back to Long Island to see my original doctor. And I knew like my gut feeling that I couldn't be with this doctor. And I think that you need to real, you need to feel like it's a dating game. Almost. This is the person (laughs) who's taking you through your pregnancy. The one of the biggest moments in your life, who's going to be delivering your child. You need to trust them with your child. Literally. For sure. Um, I like that. Like you have to gut check to see if like you feel if you this is this feels right. Yeah. The thing, though, which is interesting about OBGYNs and like OBGYN offices, not all of them, but a lot of them these days come in a practice of several doctors. Yes. So even though you say that like you they're going to deliver you, they may not. So right. that's the part that I struggled with in the beginning was like, wait, how is this going to work? And I always think back to knocked up. And when like Catherine, <laughs> was like, she was, she was going around interviewing all the OBGYNs. And like, I feel yes. like it doesn't really happen like that. Um, because you have to making appointments. They don't all take you like I, so what happened with me was that to answer your question about how do you know you're comfortable? So I, um, was seeing a GYN, OBGYN, but a GYN regularly before I was pregnant. She helped me through like the genetic testing in the beginning when I was like, oh yeah, I think I'm going to be, pre- I'm going to do it one day soon. She's like, oh, well, and one of the, I'm going to just share this, like a traumatic experience I had with her <laughs> was like that, that, um, I think I maybe told you the story, but that appointment, she like was examining me and talking about like pregnancy. And she was just like, 
inside of me. And she's I don't just think like, you told me this. And she's inside of me. And she's just oh, no, like, she's like, pregnancy is a trauma to the body. Yes. <laughs> I, still, I look in the mirror and I still think of that's like in my head. She traumatized you. She literally. <laughs> the pregnancy is less traumatic. And first of all, that was my like one sign. I was like, I like like she was really smart and she's very personable and she's very matter of fact. But that was like a first sign. Then fast forward to me going, I liked her off. She only had three doctors in her practice. Mm-hmm. So I like that it was small, but like I just had a shitty experience. I don't want to like detail it. I just it wasn't her fault. It was the office's fault. They made me wait like three hours and Stuff. they were like change it, like during COVID, especially it's scary. And I'm mm-hmm. sitting there. I shouldn't be sitting there for that long. Like people coming and going. I'm so anxious. I'm so nauseous. And it was before a really big appointment for you. Yeah, it was before like a really big appointment. And they told yeah. me like my husband could come in during that ultrasound and they like it was just it was a mess I started hysterically crying in the office like broke down and she wasn't she was like okay okay she was like more nervous about me crying than she was comforting and uh, it was nervous that you were crying (laughs) yeah she was more like this bitch stop which I get it (laughs) yeah I get it I was fucking sobbing (laughs) But I was uncomfortable in distress. I was just like, this is your office needs to get it together. And (laughs) I was just like, this is bad patient care. It was a a shit show. Fast forward to me finding a doctor. And also finding a doctor is really difficult when you're pregnant and you're in your first trimester. and You can't tell anyone because you can't tell anyone. So how are you supposed to like on Instagram, ask your friends or like, there, there's not that many people I know that are pregnant, you know, that I would tell. It was just, it was a lot of like, just anxiety. Yes. Fast forward, I well, we feel comfortable telling someone. Um, we ask them, we ask the, about like, do you, who, who delivered all your kids? She gives us, our friend gives us, because we now know which hospital we want to deliver in. And she gives me this doctor. And I asked my mom about this doctor. And she's like, oh, that's my GYN. I was like, this whole time. <laughs> This whole She's time. Like, she was like, um, what are the chances? And she was like, I didn't want to like share with because it's a bigger practice. It's like, I think there's like seven doctors. I was like, you That's know what? I don't lot. care. I was so like, then, I don't care. Yeah. So then how did you overcome that fear of knowing that you might not get the doctor you love to deliver you? Well, because when I, so she, they first, we first did a telehealth appointment and I got to meet her and she was so warm and nice. just like my whole body just melted. Like I had no anxiety and she was just spending a lot of time with me. And she, I asked her about like, Oh, the, the next big anatomy skin. And she, I just asked her about that. And she went through the whole list of appointments for me. It was just like a very warm thing. And I said, this on diet starts tomorrow. And it was just like this reminder. I like wanted to be a doctor back in the day, like I was pre-med in college. And it just reminded me why I wanted to be a doctor. Cause it's like that bedside manner working with people and making them feel mm-hmm. like, like safe is the reason. And I was like, I would rather just continue to make appointments and ha- know that you're there. I'm assuming the rest of your doctors are good. Yeah. And, and my friend said like she, her, that doctor didn't even end up delivering all of her kids and all the rest of the doctors are fine. So anyway, you just have to have a gut check, I think. Yes. 
Agreed. When you know, you know. When you know, you know. So good luck. If you feel really uncomfortable with this guy, move on. Start looking. Don't be afraid to tell someone for the sake of this because it's really worth it to find the right person. But it's hard. It is hard. Because like there's so many logistics too, right? There's so much that goes to it. And you also shouldn't feel like if you go to a second doctor and you still feel like they're not right, this is a big moment in your life. You should make sure that you're with the doctor that is right for you. It doesn't matter what stage that you're at. Agreed. I mean, but it, it like the logistics are hard because you have to like consider then distance from your home to the hospital that they're yes. in. Yes. Like all of that is very, it's a puzzle, but agreed. Comfort is key. If you want to send us your questions and you want us to discuss it, email us at moms at betches.com or DM us at Betches Moms on Instagram. This brings us to our next segment called No Mom Guilt presented by Heineken Zero Zero. It's not just another non-alcoholic beer. It's an alcohol-free beer. So let's share our No Mom Guilt story of the week. This podcast is all about being honest and real about life as a mom. We're also not interested in mom guilt. We have no mom guilt here. We all do stuff that we're worried others will judge us for. But you don't need to feel guilty for any of the shit you do as a mom because like we're just saying you do you and who gives a fuck what anybody else says. (laughs) And that is my motto. I love it. (laughs) So to close out the show, we're going to share a no mom guilt story for the week. Brittany, do you want to get us started? (laughs) Sure. So I feel like um, being a working mom in general, if you're a working mom listening to this, there's tons of guilt that just automatically come with that. And um, recently, my most recent mom guilt related working mom story is, um, you know, we just launched our new branding and all of our new our new website and our logos and our colors. And it was a very long project that we all worked on at the company. And um, the two, especially the two weeks leading up to the launch date, um, I was heavily involved with it. And um, at the time, we were also quarantined because we were exposed to COVID. Um, So my son, who's typically at daycare, because my husband and I both work full time from home, he was home. So I had like a whole, I had a nervous breakdown, like before this, I found out that we were quarantined and we were about to launch. Um, So I felt basically Oliver was on his iPad for 10 days straight. And I felt so bad about it. And Noah was basically single parenting And he understood. I was like, look, like, you know, I've been talking about this for months. Like, you know that I can't help this. I can't be around. And thank God for Noah. He was, he was really doing everything. And I felt so guilty that, you know, I would hear Oliver like asking for me and I just couldn't be there for him. And um, the worst part about it was like the after effects, like this past week, he he'll say to me, he's like, no, I don't want you. I want daddy. I don't want mommy. I want daddy. I'm like, that was def- that's definitely really hard. Um, <laughs> oh no. Cried out. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> it's the pregnancy. No, world. you're allowed to feel your feelings. <laughs> 
I feel like it's the first time I've like spoken about it out loud, but it just like, it makes it made me like so upset for him to be like, no, I don't want mommy. I want daddy. Yeah. And, um, it's not your fault. It was amazing. It was such an amazing thing to be a part of, but I mean, like, I feel like he's slowly like getting back into now, like he like likes playing with me and he likes when I'm around, but like there was an actual like repercussions, like me not being around for, you know, like 10 days and, or however long, whatever. And, um, I just felt so guilty about it. And like, I shouldn't like, you know, I'm still home. Like, luckily I wasn't like commuting back and forth where I would be like maybe in the city and not actually able to come home. So, but like, Right. I, I just, you know, there's guilt with that, but you know, and then I just have to think about, I'm doing this for him. I'm, I'm showing him, you know, what a strong working mom does. And I'm still always here for him, but that's, that's my guilt story. I'm so sorry. You're feeling like that. I'm sure also like he got so used to you being around all the time because of COVID too. Like he's in daycare, right? Yes. But still, you're always home and you're always there. And like, if it hadn't been for the, the quarantine, you wouldn't be all the time. Yeah. And so he's just like, probably felt like he noticed it more. But he did. And, and it just makes you realize that like your kids really notice everything. But at the same time, like looking at it, which means that he notices that I'm, I'm also doing other things. Yeah. And I'm, and we're all, you know, capable of doing all these other things and being a really good parent. Definitely. You are a great parent, Brittany. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for letting all me cry. A lucky, lucky kid. Dad. Just know that like I you're not alone in this. Like there are so many working moms listening to this podcast and following Batch's moms and anybody who is feeling this way, like we're here for you. Um and it's totally natural to feel guilt. Like that is just, it's just the reality and it doesn't go away. Does it? No, it doesn't. No matter what we do, we just find ways to deal with it and like other point of views to make us feel better about it. Look on the bright side as much as we can. Well, now since I can drink, I need to drink something. I'm going to go without a bottle of Heineken zero zero for my happy hour. <laughs> Oh, we all need happy hour right now. Um, thanks again to Heineken Zero Zero. You know when you really want to enjoy happy hour, like us right now, but also really need to make it to that spin class you've skipped three times. We With Heineken Zero Zero, you can high kick that FOMO to the curb. It's not just another non-alcoholic beer. It's an alcohol-free beer. The brewers at Heineken have very kindly removed the alcohol and potential regret, but kept all the good stuff. So it still has the taste you love. Now you can enjoy a cold one whenever you want, and actually raise the chances of you making it to that spin class. Slightly raise those chances. And did we mention it's only 69 calories? So get ready to sweat and give it a try. Pick up a pack of Heineken Zero Zero at your local retailer or get it delivered to your door. Must be 21 or older to purchase. Please drink responsibly. And I'm at Brit Rich. And go follow at Betches Moms. We said that already, but we're going to say it again. And go tell every one of your mom pregnant mom curious friends about this show we need the love and we need the reviews go leave us a review if you love this episode you loved our previous episodes we're going to keep them coming but in order for us to keep them coming we need some love on that review thingy and please be our mom friends we need we need mom friends and remember there are no rules on this podcast i'm not like a regular mom i'm a cool mom right regina please stop talking 
The Betches Moms podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico with hosts Aileen Drexler and Brittany Levine. Editing by Stacey Wong. Social media by Brittany Levine. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow us at Betches Moms on Instagram and send us your emails to moms at betches.com. Betches.